Oh, the grand final's coming up. Can't believe it. At the Gabba, taking on the Cats. Haven't played them since 1967, where we were successful. I'm heading off to the game with a number of Queensland supporters, feeling for the Victorians, but just feeling blessed ourselves. Pumped is an understatement. Can we go back to back? We can. Let's go, Tigers. This is the Forever Yellow and Black podcast. days before the grand final and I don't know if my heart's beating really fast because of the game against Port or uh, if it's beating fast in anticipation for the historic uh, game at the Gabba. My name's Paul, Paul underscore football on Twitter. You can get me on Forever Yellow and Black uh, on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, Go back to last Friday night and uh, we go away to Adelaide again, uh, revisiting 2014 to an extent Trent Cotcher making his famous uh, decision in the in the wind, as we spoke about last week, kick, uh, kicking into the wind. And, you know, wasn't spoken about a lot uh, leading up to the game, and I'm happy about that. But we came away uh, with Port 6-4-40. We won 6-10-46 in a seesawing game that we controlled for large parts of that second half. Definitely think the rain helped us. Our big bodies, our style of play of... Um, and, you know, trying to just get in, in and under was fantastic. Uh, unsung heroes like, uh, well, he's not for us, but Kane Lambert uh, for the rest of the football world pops up and kicks two great goals again. I don't want to hear any more talk about the uh, Hartlett uh, deliberate out of bounds. And God, wasn't it good for a big mouth to, to make one of the mistakes that really cemented the win for us. Uh, a few metres out, under a little bit of pressure, just hits the ball Definitely over the line, straight out. And that's what the rule's for. I don't think anyone can really have any qualms when someone just deliberately hits the ball out. That's the whole point of the rule. Lambert um, gets the ball. <laughs> I did see Jack try to, uh, to take it at one second, and the umpires directed it to Lambert, and he's snapped it as well as Jack ever could. Beautifully through after earlier, um, putting us in the lead with a uh, through-the-pack miracle goal. Um, he was fantastic on the night. I thought Lynch and Rewalt were really good body presence. Nan Curvis, what a brilliant job. And, and what a bit of uh, tactical work by our coaching panel to go with the, the one dedicated ruck and Asprey um, and so forth as, as relief throughout the night. Um, Nan Curvis stood as tall as he ever has uh, in that last quarter, taking a couple of great marks. And really fittingly, um, especially after Dersma kicked a goal and... Uh, tried to give it to Lynch and, and, and big it up. God, you'd love to see that anti-battle outside afterwards. Little little Dersma up against Mighty Lynch. Uh, yeah, mate, you can big mouth all you want. It's uh, when the action takes place that it counts. And uh, fittingly, in, in the first half, when it was really close, Dersma laid an egg. Uh, beautiful chip across to him, about 10 metres out. He's gone up for the mark and just dropped an absolute sitter. Um, and you can't say that across the game, but it was really fitting that the big mouths uh, from Port uh, were put to rest. Uh, just an absolutely brilliant effort. And, you know, players like Cochin were just so hard at the ball. Uh, Prestia with a little bit more fitness again. And, and Edwards, it just, look, it was only a goal difference, but I really, it felt like we were in control for a lot of that game. Uh, 
special condolences or, or you know celebrations for a great career. Ebert, who Brett Ebert, who copped a lot of hits throughout his career, courageous going back into a marking contest against uh, Jack, um, and came off the ground really in a sick and sorry state. And if Port had have got up, uh, wouldn't have been playing in the grand final if if the head injuries and the scans and everything they do are a fair income. But just another reason that we're such a brilliant team. You know, obviously Dusty kicked two, uh, you know, Lambert kicked two, and, and we just had winners all over the ground. Um, Camden McIntosh giving that space out wide once again. And you just can't underestimate the team effort away from home, the, the galvanising that, that was needed. And then we get that extra day's rest, which hopefully will make a big difference this week. Um, we've got a bit of a younger team than Geelong, as a lot of people have noted. Um, so we then could sit back and watch the game the next night. And it was almost bruised f- uh, free football as Geelong absolutely trounced uh, Brisbane at the Gabba. And everyone's going on about um, Geelong's um, recent record in the last few years at the Gabba. We've lost once in, in many, many years as well. Uh, the wider ground actually suits us. Uh, Metricon quite narrow. Um, similar in in regards to Cadenia Park, and then we've got oh, it's not Cadenia Park anymore. It's whatever the sponsor is, GHMBA or whatever it is. Um, but then the gap is a bit wider, and that 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 will really suit us. So we'll have a speak uh, a talk about that in a moment. But oh my God, I couldn't be prouder um, of the performance last Friday night. Now, as we said, we've got that extra nights uh, or extra days rest. And uh, hopefully that does pay dividends as well. But a really even team performance. Great coaching. Um, the boys seemed really relaxed and excited after the game. Um, obviously, a couple of unsavoury incidents with uh, Lynch having um, alcohol thrown over him. I think a bit of a waste of money. Uh, probably cost the fan 10 bucks to throw it. And a lot more than that because the fan was found guilty and has lost his membership for two years. So he might save a little bit of money there and be able to drink Bundy at home. Thought Lynch handled it really well. And then after the game, goes up and um, commiserates with a young Port Adelaide fan who was absolutely devastated, as you all we all would be, um, with a close loss. Then just the class of Lynch, for people who don't know him, uh, for people who are outside of our club who see him as a villain, it's testament to who he is as a person and you know, wished the young supporter luck for future seasons. And I just thought that was an absolute class act and really summed up the night. So, oh, into another grand final, our third in fourth years. It was our fourth preliminary final in a row. And these are golden times. You know, we've just got to enjoy the fact that we're into another grand final. Go Tigers. Ash Barty, uh, big Richmond supporter, obviously world number one uh, female tennis player. Uh, a lot of people have um, had opinions either way about her representing Richmond and presenting the cup if we are lucky enough to win. Ian Mankervis is the uh, person put forward for Geelong um, and former player. And that's where the controversies come in. Um, <laughs> I don't know why there is any controversy here. It's Richmond's choice. We put forward Ash. 
Um, she's had a lot of publicity this season following the Tigers and wearing her jump around the world and in training and practice and so forth. Uh, no issue whatsoever. People have short memories because for many, many years, um, Governor-General of Victoria used to present the cup. So, you know, you want to talk about traditions and so forth. No real tradition to who's handing it over. I couldn't care if uh, the guy at the local, um, you know, handed out the local meat uh, tray raffles or whatever, handed over the cup as long as we win. But I love the fact that Ash is going to be doing it. Uh, says a lot about our club. And she's our AFLW number one ticket holder as well. So let's hope it is Ash. And let's hope there is controversy because, you know, if Ash holds it up, we have won. We're going to be more hated than anyone once again, winning our 13th premiership. Let's hope that comes to fruition. Ash, we really appreciate you as fellow Richmond supporters. Do hope you get to present that cup and uh, no, con- no controversy from our part whatsoever. So Richmond and Geelong into the grand final, and they did it the hard way, um, losing their qualifying finals, coming back. Richmond obviously beating Port, as we've discussed, and Geelong really touching up a very disappointing Brisbane at the Gabba. Um, going to be played on a little bit of a wider ground, which suits us. It is going to be more than likely wet. It's uh, for the first time in months it's been raining in Queensland and is forecast to rain again on Saturday night. So whether it does or doesn't, it is going to be humid. The ball is going to be slippery. I think it really plays into our hands, the tight, tough, contested kind of uh, you know rebounding football that we play against the keeping off uh, style that John played. Both very good uh, styles of football, both very effective, obviously. They're in the grand final in a really tough season. Um, but I think it's, you know, the rain or, you know, massive humidity is going to really suit us. Um, not sure if there's going to be any changes um, to the team. Uh, as we record this podcast, team's not announced. Uh, once again, if there is any late changes, someone will be heartbroken. No injuries or reports out of the port game for us. So uh, that side of it makes it very easy um, not to have to make those choices. Will we see a second Ruckman come in? There is still that potential. Um, but, you know, it'd be a hard press not to see us go into the lineup uh, unchanged. Um, all the talk this week around the country has been about uh, us being the bad guys. We've spoken about it before. We'd rather be hated and winning um, than loved and joked about. Um, they're talking about the fairy tale send-offs for Ablett and so forth. Now, I think something that hasn't been spoken about is that he did go to Gold Coast. And yes, he did really great stuff there. I thought he was fantastic in his time at the Gold Coast. But if he played his whole career uh, at Geelong, that would be more of a fairy tale for me. Uh, also, you know, you've got um, everyone talking about Dangerfield's first grand final. Couldn't give a rat's clacker, to be honest. This fairy tale stuff, you know, all the media and, and different people saying, you know, 99% of people will be behind Geelong. Don't really care. Uh, because we're going to be so loud at the Gabba for those who are fortunate enough to be there. Uh, Three and a half thousand members, uh, approximately, uh, Richmond has in Queensland, I think about a 1,000 for Geelong. Uh, the neutrals at the ground more than likely will be going for Geelong as well, but they won't have the passion that we do for our team. Um, so uh, my dad and I um, will be in the cheer squad with a number of the Queensland Richmond supporters group. We're lucky enough to be uh, either on the fence or a few rows back. Um, for those missing out in Victoria, 
we cannot say it enough and we repeated it you know on all uh, social formats and two friends over the phone and text and so forth we are very sorry of what you're going through it could be any state at any time until vaccines come through it has been a horrendous time for you we hope that a Richmond victory, hopefully, hopefully, on Saturday night gives you some kind of comfort, a little bit of solace. We are a family. We have thousands and thousands of members outside of Victoria um, that have been very fortunate to see the team this year. We, we do feel for you. Where will the game be won? Well, it is two contrasting styles of football. It's almost a keeping off brand. Um, a lot of uh, marks and so forth by Geelong against the the in and under and, and then the, the strong rebound uh, team that we have. So I honestly think that with the conditions, which, you know, as we've said, could be quite wet on the night, I think that brings us even further into calculations. I think it'll be a tight first half. We'll run away with it in the second half and break their hearts. Once hearts are broken in a grand final, the goals seem to flow and the celebrations as well. Um Having been around the Gabba for many, many sporting events, whether it's cricket, um, Ashes, or, or seeing the Brisbane Heat, or you know, seeing the Lions and seeing Richmond over the years, um, it's a good ground. It's a ground that needs a lot of work over the next few years. But um, I was there yesterday, and there was a lot of work going on. So it's going to be really interesting to see the, the marquees that pop up and the different kind of entertainment formats and so forth as well. But for us, no matter what, it's about getting that surreal grand final win. Forget the asterisks. There's no asterisks this season. If there is an asterisk, it should be put down as one of the hardest um, seasons that we've ever had in football as supporters, as players, as uh, as everyone involved. You know, over 100 days they've been in a hub. And, um, you know, for those obviously in Victoria who've been in lockdown and, and barely been able to leave their home, you know, you know you've done it so hard. Our players... Um, feel that I can I can promise you they talk, they mention it all the time. Um, I think the boys have one of the most unique bonds I've ever seen. Uh, reminds me very much of the Brisbane and Hawthorne kind of bonds uh, in the early two th- early to mid two thousands. We have that bond. Uh, we've signed some vital players again. Nathan Broad looked like he was on the outer. He's back in the team. Um, we we've signed RCD and Nan Curvis on extended contracts. I think we're just a solid club. I think that cannot be more exemplified than um, seeing Arts and Chol and Caddy near the end of the match. And there's videos you would have seen where they turn around, they ask how long's left. There's a few seconds and they're celebrating and jumping on each other. They are obviously no certainties. They're very much outsiders to make the team and they were as excited as anyone on the field. Now that says everything about our club. I think we're going to run over the top of them. I think it's going to be 34 points. Um, we'll put up a poll again on Forever Yellow and Black um, on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Um, also, Paul underscore football if you want to follow us there. Uh, we'll put up uh, photos and videos um, from the game. Um, we love you all. We are a family. Forever Yellow and Black. Go Tigers! Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Forever Yellow and Black. You can get us on Forever Yellow and Black at Facebook and Forever Yellow and Black at Twitter. You can also follow me, Paul underscore football on Twitter as well. Won't always be about Richmond and the AFL, but, you know, you could have a few laughs here and there. 
cannot believe we're in another grand final. We are super blessed. For those around the country who can't make it, obviously with COVID and so forth, we're feeling for every one of you. I promise I'll raise my game to new levels. Dad and I, massive Richmond supporters like the rest of us. He's seen winning grand finals. I've seen winning grand finals, but never together. We're going to our first grand final together. And um, I'm 47, he's 70. It's just going to be a special moment. Let's just draw it all in and let's hope to see Ash Barty holding that cup with Trent. Go Tigers!